3: to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals. I am your host, Tony Merkel. Thank you for being here. If you've had an encounter or a story you'd like to share on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is theconfessionalspodcast at gmail.com. That's theconfessionalspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the connection section, and you can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me, just get a hold of me. Now this week we have Jack here with me, the guy who was supposed to be here last week is finally, he finally made his presence known a week late, but hey, (laughs) I guess beggars can't be choosers. Jack, how you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing pretty well. Thanks for throwing me under the bus last week. I appreciate it. I doubt you even listened to the show. So, you know,
1: I heard it. You you know, you pointed it out to me. I got to make sure I listen to these things now. So,
3: yeah, well, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, when you say you're going to come on and you don't come on and you push it off (laughs) one day, two days, three days, you say that you didn't push it off on Monday, but I think you did.
1: I I gave you the update. I said, hey, Monday's good for me. And you are all, uh, you know, "Eh, we'll see. I don't know. Monday's too late for me.
3: Well. Yeah, okay. Well, anyways, <laughs> you're here and we're going to have some fun with you, buddy. Yeah. Uh, so we got some things that we want to talk about. And one of the things I just kind of want to jump in with is this local UFO sightings that we've been having yeah. here in Pennsylvania. So... Uh, I think about two weeks ago, Jamie King, he was on my show not too long ago, him and his wife, Jamie and Jenny, uh, and he posted a link on Facebook about UFO sightings in Pennsylvania in the year 2018. So it's basically a recap of last year's UFO sightings. I sent you this article, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about the 77 uh, spotted UFO sightings? Right. Absolutely. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So... This article I found very interesting. One of the things that really popped out to me is, you know, I'm here in the Philadelphia area, and a lot of these sightings were not too far from me. I mean, a lot of them.
1: Yeah, a lot of them, Montgomery County and things like that, which are definitely close to you. So (laughs) that was was definitely interesting.
3: Yeah, you would think that these sightings are going to be, you know... I don't know, out in Western Pennsylvania, somewhere more rural where there's less light pollution and things like that. But a lot of these were in the Philadelphia area, a lot of them. And so I I was kind of shocked by that. And because I was thinking, you know, I figured I'd skim the list real quick, see if anything popped out to me. And my Lord, a lot of things popped out to me. Uh, Now, one of the things I think is pretty interesting is uh, it says here in the article, Pennsylvania communities with the most reported sightings in 2018 were Philadelphia. Which was number one. Number one at uh, at five reports. Yeah. Number two was Lancaster and Pittsburgh at four each. And
1: hold on a second, just real quick from just those three that you've said. Those are three of the bigger, you know, two of the biggest cities in PA, and then Lancaster is another one that's also very large. Uh, Even though it is an Amish community, it's still huge. Um, So that's crazy. It's pretty much what you said. You'd think that it would be farmlands, but it's it's big cities.
3: Yeah, and that's what I found very interesting is that you know you would think that this would be a rural thing, but a lot of these people are seeing these in you know bigger cities. So you have Lancaster and Pittsburgh at four greensville johnstown and millerton at three allentown dover easton hamburg langhorne and warrington at two each yeah so those are the top towns now let me just tell you philadelphia obviously i'm in the philadelphia airport or not in the philadelphia airport <laughs> uh, let me, <laughs> the, the greater Philadelphia I was just area. Thi- <laughs> I was just thinking about the Philadelphia airport with one of the sightings. But anyways, <laughs> you got Philadelphia. That's n- you know number one at five each. Then you got Lancaster and Pittsburgh, number four. But what I found interesting was uh, Greensville, Johnstown, Millerton at three. But the twos, the ones that each had two, all of those, all of them are south, uh, at least eastern Pennsylvania. Uh, yeah. I-, I can't identify Allentown, Easton as uh southeast but i guess Dover's more central pennsylvania but allentown is a pretty big city for pennsylvania uh you have philadelphia and pittsburgh are the two biggest cities and allentown i would say probably has about a hundred thousand people in it
1: oh yeah yeah
3: i wouldn't be surprised if it's more really you think so
1: yeah because i mean you have you still have some suburbs of allentown that are considered allentown um it's a pretty big area it covers a pretty big area. Uh, yeah, you're area. right.
3: That, that's very true. So uh, Allentown, Easton. Easton's another big city. Uh, but Hamburg. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh... here's something a little, you know, something that I'm sure I don't think I've ever said on the show, but Hamburg is the town that you and I are from. Yep. And uh, we both graduated from Hamburg High School. And so Hamburg had two UFOs, uh, UFO sightings. Have you heard anything about that since you live up that way still?
1: I have not. And I was kind of surprised to see that they were uh, on the top mentions here for, you know, areas with the most UFO sightings. Even I mean it's two for a year, but for a year that's a lot, in my opinion. Uh and it's just pretty cool to see that. But no, I haven't heard anything up my way, so
3: Yeah. So I mean, you have the Hamburg, which is cool, but Langhorn and Warrington. Now Langhorn and Warrington are in this area. Uh I actually delivered a Langhorn almost every day for my job. Oh wow. And uh Warrington I passed around warrington i usually don't go to warrington a whole lot anymore but i used to go to warrington last year a ton Uh, my route changed though but uh, those are very very populated areas i mean we're talking about areas that you know are suburbs of philadelphia and you know you have philadelphia which i think has like two million people in it but the suburbs Probably have a million people a- alone in the suburbs. I mean, there's, yeah. I mean, when you have Philadelphia, you have the city itself, but the suburbs around it are absolutely huge. They're blowing up and uh it, it, they just continue to grow. So I just found it very interesting that people in these areas that are highly populated are looking up in the sky and they're seeing things that aren't <laughs> normal because you, you see tons of planes. You have the Philadelphia International Airport in South Philadelphia. And I, I just, I'm like, really? That's amazing. Yeah. You know? Yeah,
1: I definitely agree with you. It's it's kinda surprising. I mean, it's really cool too, because you think it's like you said, I think it's what, maybe two million uh population for the whole for the whole city. But uh that two out of two million people, you know, you were able to get some, some uh you know some sightings from that. I, I don't know, especially just considering how much you know people just have their nose to the grind over in our area, you know, our neck of the woods on the eastern uh, coast here. So most times you just wouldn't think that people would look up and see those kind of things, especially in Philadelphia. But it's really cool that we're seeing that kind of uh, that kind of um, you know activity.
3: Yeah, and, and that that's just the top cities, okay? Because yeah. there's a whole list of cities here that have reported at least single. Uh, sightings. And I'll name some of them because the ones I'm about to name are ones that are kind of like in this area. I might say some that aren't necessarily in this area, but you have uh, Ben Salem, which is, I'd say, probably about 10, 15 minutes from Langhorne. I'm in Ben Salem every day, without a doubt. I deliver in Ben Salem. It's one of the biggest areas or the most uh, heavily trafficked areas for our trucks because there's a lot of factories and things like that. So there's Ben Salem, Bethlehem, and Bethlehem is right next door to Allentown. Yep. Uh, You have Camp Hill, which is kind of like around... the Camp Hill is around the Warrington area, I, not exactly, but I'm just drawing a blank as to what's around Camp Hill. But I know where Camp Hill is. Yep. Uh, you have Carlisle, which is right outside of Harrisburg. Uh, you have Coatesville, Pennsylvania, which is you know Chester County, and Coatesville actually has uh, some Bigfoot reports as well. Oh wow. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Now Croydon, we're going to get back to Croydon. I'm in Croydon every day as well. Croydon is like, you know, the next door neighbor to Ben Salem. Uh, then you have Delaware Water Gap, which, you know, isn't necessarily this area. Downingtown, Downingtown yeah. is definitely in this area, Chester County. Uh, you have. Let's see here. Harleysville, which is uh, Montgomery County, uh, like I said, Harrisburg, Huntington is also right next door to like the Warrington area. Uh, Mechanics uh, Mechanicsburg is the Harrisburg area. North Wales is like Montgomery County. I mean, th- these are just. Town after town after town, Reading, Pennsylvania, which is Berks, P- Berks County, uh, not too far from here, probably about 30, 45 minutes from here. Uh, it's just these towns and stuff that I'm looking at. Spring City. I used to live in Spring City. In fact, uh, Spring City is home to Pennhurst. Now, many yeah. people have probably heard yeah. of Pennhurst. It's one of the most haunted locations in Pennsylvania. It was a, uh institution where mentally handicapped people were dropped off literally by their families back in the day, in 1900s. It started, Early, I, like, yeah. I want to say the 1920s and closed in the 1980s. But the conditions for these people was horrendous. Like th- these people were being uh, pretty much tortured by some of the experiments that they were doing because they didn't understand mental uh, illnesses and how people were actually born mentally handicapped. And so they were doing weird experiments on them to see if they could cure them of it. But also the punishment and stuff. Kids would act out. And these weren't all kids. Some of them were adults. They're all just living together. There was sexual abuse from people who worked there. And then there was patients that were sexually abusing younger patients. It was just a mess. Yeah. If they were overcrowded, I think it was, they had 2,700 people living there and they were only set up to have 1,800 people. Yep. So they were way overcrowded, way underfunded. They didn't have enough staff. I think they were short, like 800 staff members to actually be, take, be able to take care of all these people. It was just an awful p- thing. So that was right there in Spring City, Pennsylvania, which is a small town. I used to live in Spring City. Yeah. And so, I mean, I'm just saying like some of these towns and stuff are very Willow Grove, uh, State Warminster. State College. now. State College. State College. Yep. So that's you know that's that's more central Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying those are
1: notable. Right. Absolutely. Cities.
3: But I mean, Warminster is right next door to Warrington, like we mentioned. So a lot of these places are very, very close to uh, this area, the Philadelphia area. I found it very interesting that this area is getting these UFO sightings. And I also had my own UFO sightings last year driving down the turnpike. And uh, what I was seeing is actually described in some of this article. And I know I told you about it and stuff before, but before we get into that, have you ever had any kind of UFO experience?
1: I haven't. And, you know, it's funny because since you've uh, since you've had yours, I drive the turnpike pretty, you know, not every not every week, but, uh, you know, maybe twice, three times a month. And so I (laughs) ever since you've had yours, I keep trying to, uh, you know, take a look up in the sky and see what I can see. I haven't seen anything yet, but, you know it's one of those things that I definitely try and keep an eye out for. And I think that it's important too, because, you know, you just never know, you never know what you're going to find, what you're going to see, what's going to happen. And, uh, you know, it's good to have your own accounts and, and your own uh, testimonials for these kind of things just to, you know, just to see what's going on.
3: Yeah. and I guess it's one of those things where if you're not looking in the sky, you're not going to see anything, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're not looking, you might, <laughs> you're not going to see something, but, you know, unless it smacks you in the in the head <laughs> for
3: the most part. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you, man. Uh so, you know, one of the sightings that now there were several sightings that they actually go into the descriptions. So like so they listed the towns and stuff, but they actually describe uh some of these sightings that people were having. And uh one of the sightings, I, I could go into some of these because some of them are, the, the descriptions are around here. Like Harleysville has a description. Uh, it says it lasted about 45 seconds. And that's kind of cool thing about this article is that at the end of each description, they actually t- tell you, you know, how long the actual sighting was. Like the uh, Upper Darby area, which is right around the Philadelphia International yeah. Airport kind of thing. Uh, eight minute long encounter. Now that's a long sighting. You that's know? a very long sighting. So, uh, we have, you know, state college, all that stuff, but there is a description in here from Croydon, Pennsylvania. Now I mentioned Croydon earlier. Croydon had a sighting and this is the sighting that I'm about to read to you guys. But, uh, like I said, I, am in Croydon every day and I talk to people in Croydon every day. Uh. I talked to a guy at one of my deliveries this week and told him about this article and how Croydon had a, a UFO sighting. And uh, he said, you know, it doesn't surprise me. I've been living in this area for a long time. There's a lot of weird stuff that happens around here. And uh he said, but at the same time, it could be a tweaker. So <laughs> <laughs> wow, because, <laughs> you know, Croydon uh, is a small area along with Ben Salem. And, and you know, it, it's like a suburb of Philadelphia, but it's like you took the hood out of Philadelphia and put it on the outside of Philadelphia. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I mean, you know, it has its issues, you know, but um, this guy's description says, my dog woke me up. To go out in the backyard, I got up and left him outside and proceeded onto my deck in the rear of my yard. While I was waiting for the dog, I noticed a large circular, remember that circular, whitish or silverish object on my left moving from north to south. The object was moving very slowly just above the treetops and making no sound. The object was approximately 100 to 200 feet from me. The object did not emit or have any lights as a normal aircraft. I was astonished at what I was witnessing, and as I watched the object proceed in front of me, as I was facing southeast, the object turned upward 180 degrees, where it seemed to stand or end for a moment. It was then that I saw the object appear to have a different shape, such as the shape of a boomerang. Then suddenly, and remember that, circular, then going to a boomerang. Then suddenly, and without a sound, the object disappeared directly upward and was out of view. Within seconds now he says here, after the object disappeared, I heard an odd growling noise near where the object disappeared, and my dog began growling. I hurried my dog back in the house, and my dog would not leave the rear side sliding door so that's really interesting what What's your first thoughts on when you hear that
1: um i don't <laughs> I don't even know what to say it, that's just it's intense, you know, and first of all, his it says the duration was only 30 seconds. It sounds like that that might be an average, I would assume, you know, length of time for yeah. a, for a UFO sighting. Um but that's really intense to be able to see that much detail um and and just be able to give that much of an account, especially the shapes, uh very very thorough on on, you know, um telling you the color and the shape of them. And even which direction they were moving too, you know, from north to south and then, uh, you know, pointing directly upward at a 180 degree angle. That's just, you know, it's insane. But it's just, it's so incredible to be able to have that kind of uh, account for something. I don't even know what to really give you for that one, though.
3: Yeah, I understand. I just, I wanted to see if you had any, you know, insight as to what I was reading and stuff. But the... You're right, the 30-second duration stuff probably is like an average for UFO settings, I would imagine. I mean, th- certainly there's longer ones, but I'm assuming most of them are pretty brief. Uh, but what I found interesting here was, one, let's just go right towards the end here. He said, after the object had left, that he heard growling, and then his dog started growling. Uh, could it be, you know... Uh, a coyote or something like that sure i'm i'm sure that that could be something like that something natural right uh but it just i found it interesting because uh recently i forget where we we've been hearing all over the place really uh people talking about the connection of ufo's with bigfoot stan gordon talks about it uh you know it, it, it they talked about it on the, the film uh paranormal bigfoot where uh, uh bill co productions did a documentary talking about the paranormal aspects of bigfoot. And I'm actually on that documentary, so go ahead and check it out, out on Amazon. Uh is that what it is? Amazon. Amazon Prime, right? That's yep. where you can get Yeah. Yep. I don't know that stuff, but yeah, so I think it's Amazon. <laughs> Anyways, figure it out. Google it, right? Paranormal yeah. Bigfoot. Anyways, um so I found that interesting because uh you know, people say that Bigfoot is an alien, things like that, and they talk about those kind of things. But what I really really found interesting about this was his description of this UFO because what he described is literally what I saw. So when I'm driving down the turnpike, I think this was, I want to say it was November, December. I don't think it was October. It was late last year. I'm driving down a turnpike heading back to my terminal and it's dark out. And in my area with the Philadelphia International Airport, even though I'm... Above Philadelphia. I'm north of Philadelphia. I'm not in Philadelphia. And the Philadelphia International Airport is in South Philly. So it's it's far away from me. Like if I was driving to the Philadelphia International Airport from where I was uh, with no traffic, it's still probably taking about 45 minutes. Okay. But that's not that far for the sky. And so you always see the planes coming in while I'm driving down Turnpike. Right. And if you didn't know that there was uh, an, an airport nearby and you were new to the area, you would think we were getting invaded because every night without, you know, any uh, interruption every night there is lights in the sky. It's like these bright lights and they're in a line and they're perfectly spaced. And you would think and there's like 10, 12, 15 of them every night. Right. And yeah. if you didn't know, you would think, "Oh my god, we're getting invaded." But yeah. it's not that. It's just the planes coming into the Philadelphia International Airport. I'm sure there's regulations. You have to be a certain distance away from each other oh, and definitely. all that stuff, you know what I mean? Yep. Coming in from a certain direction. It's always the same thing every night, but what I noticed was that this light that I was looking at wasn't part of that, and I just assumed it was a you know a plane or something like that and so as I started getting closer to it, I, I started realizing that this thing it wasn't moving, and I was gaining on it so I drove about two miles before I actually caught up to this thing where it like I gained on it so it, it and it's not like I was driving that fast it's just this thing wasn't moving anywhere right it was just it was just hovering. And I know the lights on the, it wasn't a tower or anything like that. As I was approaching, I knew that. And so I'm, I'm coming up on this thing and I start realizing that this is not a plane. It must be a helicopter. You know, obviously it's a helicopter. That's what I was thinking. Right. And so as I'm coming up on it, I'm looking at it and that's when I start really kind of paying attention to it. And I noticed that it was in a weird shape. And so my first reaction when I first looked at it, I thought that it was in a triangle shape. And I was like, would you look at that? You know, what I mean, <laughs> I was like, hot dog. I think I got a UFO here, boys. You know, so <laughs> I, was, I was at that point, I was really paying attention to it. And I was like, is this a drone? What is this? You know, and as I'm passing by it, I look out my driver's side window and I'm looking up at it. And it's probably about, I would say, 100 to 200 feet off the ground. It looks no longer like a triangle. But the way I described it on my one episode... Now, if you guys don't listen to the entire episode in its entirety, you'd never heard this story. Because sometimes I put things as bonus tracks at the end of my show. So after the outro is over, after the music's over, after like a minute of audio silence, nothing, I just come in with extra content. It's, it's random, <laughs> it's rare, but it happens. And this was one of those times. And so if you listen to the entire episode, you got to hear the story. But... As I'm driving down the highway, I'm looking up at it out my driver's side window, and it no longer looks like a triangle to me, but it looks like a, what I described as a check mark. It looked like a boomerang, like this guy in Croydon described. Yeah. Now, Croydon, where I was to Croydon was probably about 20 minutes, if that. Oh, wow. In fact, I was coming from that area. I know that because I always end my day in Langhorn, Ben Salem area. And, and if you want to kind of visualize the this, Langhorn. And then if you go to a little south, it's Croydon, and a very little bit more south is Ben Salem. And so I was coming from that area, at going back to my terminal at the end of the night. So I'm looking out the window here, and now it looks like it's a check mark. So it, I, I, first I described it as like an upside down V when I'm looking up at it. And then I was like, no, that looks like a check mark Because one wing, or whatever you want to call it, one part of it was shorter than the other. That's why I called it a, sh- a check mark because you know how, like, when you make a check mark, you know, the-, the one side's longer than the other. Right. That's why I call it a check mark because one, literally, I've been looking at this for, as I'm driving by, I wouldn't say at least 10, 10 seconds. I'm looking up at this thing and I can clearly see the back, the ba- or I can clearly see the body of it to the background of the black sky because you have light pollution around here. So right. it's like you can see things in the sky. Yeah, it's
1: not, it's not you know, true black.
3: Right. So. It's not true black. And so I can see the outline of this thing and it's in a checkmark. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, wow, this is amazing, right? And so three or two more times after that, I saw it. And within the the amount of a a month period of time, all around the same area. And I think as far south as I've gone, where I've actually seen this thing was like Willow Grove area, which Willow Grove was on this list. So I passed by Willow Grove on the way back. So, I mean, there's, there's a very real similarity here where this guy saw something that was in a circular shape and then it transformed into a boomerang. When I first saw this thing, it looked like a triangle to me. Now, I don't know if it looked like a triangle to me, but it was actually a boomerang. But that's what the first thing that I thought of when I was looking at it. It was a triangle. But maybe it did shape shift into a boomerang shape. I don't know. But what I do know is what I saw was a boomerang shape. I could call it a boomerang. It was a boomerang shape and this guy in Croydon says the same exact thing and when he saw this it was March 20th 2018 at 3:15 a.m. so it was a long period of time no oh, i mean i can't say a long period of time but like that, that- It's a decent amount of time between his sighting and mine. Yeah, it's a good few months. Yeah, it was a a decent amount of time. So I just found it interesting that, you know, very similar accounts. And this website, I'll put the website on the description of this week's show. You can look at it on the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. And uh, check out this website because it has some really good uh, listings here of people's, you know, encounters. And so, um, yeah, man, I I thought it was very interesting just to the fact that it was a very similar situation. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's
1: pretty incredible, you know, and like you said, how close it is to where you were, uh, you know, where you go on a daily basis almost, um, to have that almost same experience. Um, Even though, you know, what his first, his initial um, report on the object was circular, it still, you know, it it still had that kind of uh, shifting in shape when you saw it at different angles. And, you know, you said it was a triangle at first, and it could have been that, it could have just been the boomerang shape, but still, it's... It's so cool to kind of have it's almost affirmation for yourself that not just you were you know it's not just you that had seen this object and in that same area. I think that's to me that's really cool and that's something that you know you know you kind of you kind of hope that at some point you get to see those things and have that right. same affirmation.
3: Yeah, and that and that's the thing I mean when I was a kid growing up, me and mom saw a UFO and, are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. You didn't know that?
1: No, I did not know that.
3: (laughs) So we were living in Kutztown and, uh, we were living in the trailer park and I remember I I must've been outside taking the dog out or something like that. And across like anybody who, um, listening to this, me and Jack, when we lived in Kutztown, now you were really young. Yeah. I mean, you were like two or three before we moved. So, I mean, yep. you, you wouldn't remember this, but the trailer park uh, was literally between like cornfields and, and woods. Like it was just like this big giant trailer park out in the middle of nowhere. And I remember seeing these lights in the sky and I, I'm not going to attempt to describe the shape that they were in, but um, as an adult looking back, I could see how maybe the lights were on a helicopter and this, this body whatever it was, shot out this beam of light on like um uh probably about a 45 degree angle down. And it was like it was shining into the woods or something like that. Now, again, as an adult looking back, I'd say it's probably a helicopter. Right. This thing, and now, mind you, I went through my entire life, my adult life, thinking it was a helicopter until probably like a year ago. I was talking about it with mom, and she says, No, that was a UFO. I remember that. That was definitely a UFO. I'm like, Really? And she's like, Yeah. I'm like, Wow. Okay. So, but the more I thought about it, I remember the very weird thing about it was that this thing was out there. Let's just say it was a half mile out there. You could see it, but it was way out there. It came in towards us, like literally towards us, and it happened so fast. Now, looking back at it, That's what caught me off guard. The light shining down was interesting, but it came at us probably it covered from where it started to where we were. It was probably, I would say five to 10 seconds, just no sound whatsoever. It comes up to us and it's literally almost above us. And I run out to the street because I'm a crazy, crazy boy, and I'm I'm like, "Whoa!" You know, mom's freaking out. She's like, "Whoa!" And so, you know, instead of running and hiding or seeking shelter, we're like, "Yeah, you both go towards it." You know, (laughs) (laughs) so so, you know, I run out to the street, and this thing comes in, and it's literally almost over the trailer park, and then it goes up the street. So it literally changed direction by like 90 degrees instantaneously, and just starts. It came in directly, like a beeline, right for me and mom. It came in just about over us, and then it, it turned and went up the street. And it was it just gone. It just took off and left.
1: Oh, my gosh. I can't believe you got... I, I don't know how I never heard this story before. I could have sworn you had heard it. No, no. I Well, I would have remembered if I heard that. That That's pretty... Inc- like That's an incredible encounter, just to have that as... Even though it's your... You may have thought it was a helicopter... I still think that's nuts, man. I don't know how you explain, you know, the the quick change in direction and just everything that you saw that night. And mom was mom. I mean, mom was you know she's an adult. You know, she had you. You know, you guys. She had to be in her thirties at least. So you know, that's that's incredible. And mom's not someone who's going to go making up that kind of stuff. You know, she wouldn't just try and get you know her her cl- her claim to fame from that kind of thing. So that's more impressive to me
3: yeah absolutely man uh and you're right mom wouldn't make it up and now we can say both our parents saw ufos I, yeah I, I swear one of these days i gotta get dad on the show to tell his ufo story for his kid <laughs> I, yeah. I know he's hesitant because you know he, he said i think the one time he said to me doing radio isn't my thing i'm like it's not radio it's a podcast yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but uh you know it is what it is but um, yeah, man, so that was, you know, some pretty interesting stuff. And that's some of the UFO local stories that we have going on. So like yep. I said, we're going to put the article on the website and you can check it out in the show description on the website. Uh, but you know what I, I want to tell you, man, like I, I did this video on I did a YouTube video probably what a month ago. Was it a month ago?
1: Oh, the yeah. Yeah, I think it was about a month ago. Yeah, with the, the black triangular
3: UFO. Yeah, the one over the Pentagon. Yep. So I did this video, and what happened was the one morning, and you can go ahead and check out the video. In fact, I'll put that on the link too, or on the uh, show description. But um, so the one morning I was getting ready for work, and I somehow stumbled across this video on YouTube of this black triangular UFO uh, over the Pentagon in D.C. It, It happened just last month. I think it was on December 19th, 2018. Yeah. And so. I'm watching this video and I'm like, wow, that looks pretty realistic. And then I started looking around. I think the one I saw was in Arlington Cemetery. And then I found another video of somebody else who shot the same thing, same time. uh, And these guys were in a car driving on a freeway near the Pentagon and they're filming it and they're freaking out. I'm like, yo, so now I have two different videos of the same thing shot by two different people. And so I made this video before I went to work and I put it on YouTube and people were saying like a lot of people liked it and stuff. And, you know, I was just presenting it and I, I found it interesting. Uh, one of the things that people did complain about though, is I, I, I credited the person that originally posted the video on the video yeah, and the white piece of the, the crediting, like I took a screenshot of their YouTube channel. I put it on the video. It, I guess the white part of it kind of made it hard to see the triangle ufo because it was so dark yeah because i mean it was a very faint triangle but you can definitely see this triangle rotating around
1: right yeah if you have your your um you know, your brightness or, or your contrast up or whatever you're watching it on, you know, your laptop, your phone, whatever, you can see it pretty visibly, you know, if you if you focus because it's not, you know, it's not lit up or anything in the videos, but they're both both the videos together. You, when you compare them, it's, you know, you can tell it's the same experience, identical, you know, um, uh, shape and everything. And it's that's to me, that was cool to see you, you know, putting that together.
3: Yeah, so I, I found, though, that if you take your thumb and just put it over the white part, you actually can see the triangle UFO better. Oh. <laughs> because it just, it blocks the brightness from your eyes. And yeah. And you can actually focus better. Anyways, I posted that video and a lot of people enjoyed it, but some people were saying that, oh, that's fake, that's CGI. And I'm like, how's the CGI? And two people. You know, I mean, like, I mean, it, I, I guess you could hoax it. You could be, you know, right. same filmer, just make two different YouTube channels and all that stuff. But when you look at the descriptions on YouTube channels, these were nobodies. Like they, they, yep. they, yeah, they all had their own videos, and it's just, it. I don't think it was faked. So, but somebody said to me that it, they sent me an article link uh, saying that. Uh, some artists claimed that they did it as a de- demonstration, uh, some kind of artistic demonstration. And they're like, case solved. I'm like, how is that case solved? How is that ca-? Like, I'm pretty sure if an artist did some kind of hologram thing over the Pentagon of a UFO, I'm pretty sure that's like, I don't know. A national defense issue. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, I don't think you'd be going out there cl- just claiming that you did this. And apparently the, the artist wasn't willing to do interviews or something like that, but, you know, he's claiming it. I'm like, okay.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. It's like you get those kind of things where you're just, it's fishy. What they're doing is fishy. That doesn't sound like
3: it makes any sense to me. No, not at all. And so uh, what I found interesting though is I did that video and then. Earlier this week, I had somebody shoot me a video on Twitter, and it's a YouTube video. And I, I'm not going to play it here because the audio isn't real good. And there's some captions on the video so you can actually read what they're saying. Now, the captions aren't very accurate. Whereas, what I mean by that is when the person gives the date, they actually say the date. They say December whatever, at, at 4 something a.m., but the captions don't put the actual day. They say December, and then they give the time, and the time is 4 something p.m., but the person, you can actually hear them say a.m., so the captions aren't the greatest, but you do hear key things with your ear audibly without even having to read the captions. It's a U.N. conference, all right, so some kind of U.N. meeting, and you see this person getting up to do, give a speech, and at the podium, uh, the person about to give the speech there's a UN logo on it and like they this video starts out with saying that you know this was actually i think in the video you hear somebody giving like announcements you don't know who's talking but you hear somebody giving announcements and it's like turn off all video cameras all phones need to be turned off this is a like secret meeting kind of thing you know and whoever was filming this broke the rules right and so <laughs> but it it seems like a very legit room. When you see this video, I'll put this in the website too, so you can all see this. Go check it out. And it, it's an obvious conference room of sort. And in this room, uh, you see the podium, which is a huge podium. And it has the UN logo on it, you know, which you know the flat earthers say it's a flat earth and all that stuff. <laughs> right, so yeah. you can easily identify the logo. But uh the the person that gets up and starts talking says that they have an announcement and that At on December something something at four something something a.m., there was a triangular, there was a triangle shaped UFO over the Pentagon rotating on its axis. And the person goes on to describe that this UFO actually sent out communications and that they received communications from this UFO that was hovering over the Pentagon. The funny thing is that I said this in my video the very next day, General Mad Dog Mattis resigns or quits or gets fired, whoever wants to say what. But did it have something to do with UFO? I don't know, but I think it's an awful coincidence it, at it least. It
1: definitely is. That's uh, an eerie coincidence. Um, you never know. I mean, it really could just be that the dude decided to get, you know, either he was fired, like you said, fired, stepped down, whatever it was on that day, or there was some correlation. I mean, you know, especially being, he's, he's the secretary of defense. That's right. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, you was. know, yeah, it was. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, if something was breached, if there was communication where there wasn't supposed to be, if there was something that, you know, um, you never know, was pinged up, on, I don't know what they do, how it's how there's transmitted, uh, you know, information, but if something was done that wasn't supposed to be done and it comes back on him, uh, you know, that could have been it. And it, that is really a, just an odd, you know, I guess we'll say coincidence.
3: Yeah. And so, well, my thing is this. So, you have... The videos that i talked about last month i think i made the video last or no this is february now that we're recording this so december i made this video and maybe this beginning of January, i don't care it doesn't matter so
0: <laughs> oh so
3: uh but i made this video and you know i put it out there i found it very interesting and you know i'm not saying it was real or it was fake I, I personally think it was probably real uh why didn't we hear about it why don't we hear about so many other things in the mainstream media trust me just trust me the mainstream media has more concerns about Russia and uh, yeah, who did this, exactly. who did that in Washington. How can we, you know, it, it's just, they're, they're so full of crap and trying to just uh, either make themselves look good or make somebody else look bad. They have no time to deal with things that I think are more real life issues like this. Yep. And so this video that I'm talking about here with the UN, it was clearly filmed from somebody else's screen so what it looks like is somebody came across a youtube video and took their phone and filmed it on their phone and then put it on youtube okay not everybody knows how to you know do the downloading thing and things like that now i say that because the person who posted this video that i'm looking at they only have as of right now they have 109 followers i looked at their channel and they they posted like three videos other than this one. And they're all like just stupid videos from like when they were in college playing beer pong and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this guy really doesn't have much of a channel. He doesn't have a channel. And he posts this video because he found it interesting, obviously. In the description, there's only one thing that's in the description of this video. It says source and then it gives a YouTube link. So I'm like, oh, sweet. The original source. I click it and. And it says
1: video. What is it? Video unavailable or something like video that. Video no longer exists. Yeah. No longer exists. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? I, yeah, when I I did the same thing, you know, we did it separately too, because I I didn't know that you had looked at, at that too, and I was going to come to you with this and be like, hey, look at this divine revelation I had, but uh, no, it, um, I, I wasn't even sure what to think when I saw that. I, I you know I went the route. Well, maybe this is a fake, or maybe this guy didn't get it from you know what he's saying. He got it from, but when you made the point to me, uh, you know, maybe it was taken down. On purpose. Maybe the source was actually taken down for a reason.
3: Yeah. And that's what I mean. Like, so this video was uh, like a second copy, like it was a bootleg copy. Yep. And it wasn't even the full video that you see. Like, it actually cuts off after two minutes and 28 seconds. It's over, like abruptly. The speech wasn't over, it just ended. And so this guy didn't get the whole video. He posted on his channel. The original video is taken down by who? I don't know, but it's no longer in existence. And that I find very interesting, because if it was a fake, if it was a hoax, what does it matter, right? And so, what I find interesting here is, if this is real UN stuff, why are they taking it down? Or why, if it's not real UN stuff, why are they taking it down, right? Why would they even feel a need to take it down? Right,
1: yeah. I mean, you know, usually with YouTube, it's one of those things where if it's, any sort of government conspiracy or something like that. They always try and find some reason to fault the, the poster and take it down or demonetize those kind of things. And so, yeah, why would they take it down? Why would it, why would it have been, uh, you know, as you said, doesn't exist
3: anymore. Yeah. And it just kind of, to me, it kind of says, okay, we might be having something here. Now, if anybody watches this video and says, oh, that's from the scene movie, blah, 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 just let me know. I don't watch TV a whole lot. I don't watch a whole lot of movies. Jack, you can vouch for me. Most people that know me can vouch for me. I don't watch a whole lot of th- movies. Yep. And so if this is from a movie or a TV show, just let me know because I, I really don't know. But I I don't know why... if. Maybe if it was a video from a movie, they would take it down because, you know, copyright issues, you know, that might yeah. be a possibility, right? But usually that's what that, that's what comes up when you search
1: it, uh, you know, unavailable for, you know, copyright or something like that, where it actually gives you a reason why it's not available anymore.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, the thing that I'm thinking here is if this is legit, why is this video that we're talking about still up then? The, the, the video that we originally saw. Yeah, good point. But there might be algorithms that are missing this because it's not the full video. And because it's a bootleg copy, it's not an original copy. It's kind of bootleg. Maybe it's not catching it, you know, because I know like on YouTube, if you want to play, uh, I don't know, a song off somebody or say you want to play a video of somebody else's on YouTube. Uh, if you were to change just like one note of the song or something like that, like change the, the tone and stuff, YouTube doesn't catch it. Like they can't catch it. I, I, that's what I hear at least I don't know, but that's what I heard, <laughs> and so uh, you know why this is still up, I don't know, but I do find it really interesting that this u n conference, if it's real, let's just roll with the idea that it's real, right, okay, that they're talking about the same thing that I made a video about in December talking about this triangle uFO rotating above the pentagon so i'm going to post my video that i made i'm going to post this video go ahead and check it out let me know what you guys think stuff uh because i i found it you know very interesting now uh lastly here before we get out here and this is a long intro yeah we originally sat down here to talk about maybe what 10 minutes and stuff yeah we said 10 15 minutes but yeah uh, (laughs) i mean (laughs) when you get one merc in the room it's 15 minutes. When you get two mercs in the room, it's about 45 to an hour, right? So,
1: yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't double. It, uh, it triples, it quad, uh, Absolutely, because we're,
3: we're no longer talking to ourselves. So, <laughs> yeah. But, anyways, uh, what we want to do here to wrap things up is I want to talk about everybody's been sending me this link. A lot of people have been sending me, hey, have you seen this? Hey, have you seen this? And I figured, why not address it? I have seen it. It's the little boy who went missing. He was three years old. He was in North Carolina. Uh, Jack, why don't you let people know a little bit about this story in the background to this little boy? So in case people haven't heard about it. Now, it's made worldwide news, but some people may not may not have heard about it.
1: Yeah, so... This happened, I think it was, what, five or six days ago now at this point. Um, and, you know, it's during this cold snap that we're having here in the in the U.S. Um, this was a three-year-old boy named Casey Hathaway, um, says disappeared last Tuesday, so, you know, about a week ago. Um, and this was one of those, you know, situations where it, it was kind of, um, I guess it was just an odd circumstance that when he, when they found this boy who went missing, um, after playing in their gra- I guess their grandparents' backyard, it, it, it wasn't a normal, uh, kid gone missing and found them. Oh, nothing happened. This was a, well, I'll just give you the account that this kid had he said he hung out with a bear for two days. Now, when you think of hung out with a bear, this isn't a yogi bear, this isn't, uh, you know, Winnie the Pooh, your friendly neighborhood bear who's going to go into a tree and find some honey for you. Um, This was, you know, when we think about it, it's, you know, the grizzly bear, brown bear, black bear, whatever it is, this area, it'd be more black bear, but... Uh, this is down in North Carolina, and so I don't know exactly what kind of bear they have, but they said specifically in this report that there have been bear sightings. It is a, an active uh, area for some bear, and so it wouldn't be uncommon for that to happen. However, with bear, uh, especially with humans, the interactions that you have, bear are more timid to come towards human. And so, especially when it's, uh, you know, a child, you know, he'd probably be a little bit more frightened by that kind of um, creature approaching them. Uh, to me, and to what the report seems, it almost seems like people are kind of questioning, was it a bear? Um, and even, you know, some some of the reports are saying it could have been an imaginary friend. It could have been, uh, you know, even his, I think it's his aunt that may have said that it was a miracle that God had sent him a friend to keep him safe. And, you know, when we're thinking about this, one of the main things that pops into our mind is
3: Bigfoot. Absolutely.
1: Dun, dun, dun.
3: Right. So, I mean, <laughs> but here's the thing, man. Like, so you said the aunt said that she believes that God sent, you know, a friend to keep him warm or whatever, yeah. keep him safe. Uh, is that, does that sound crazy to you?
1: Not in the slightest. I don't think that sounds crazy at all. Why? Uh, you know, I think angel, you know, people see angels, you know, I, I would imagine uh, on a constant basis, you know, you hear accounts of those kind of things, but think biblically, uh, what, well, who is that? Elisha, uh, you know, seeing the, the hosts of angels around him. Think about animals in the Bible. The talking donkey.
3: Well, yeah, that, that, <laughs> that, that, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm thinking offhand. God sending the whale, right? The, oh, yeah, the whale, yeah, 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 the big fish. fish yeah, yeah. To swallow Jonah, right? Uh, and then there's other situations where in the Bible, especially the Old Testament, where animals were sent to go do something. And uh, right. I, I don't have any of them referenced. I just know I read about them and stuff. But sure. in the Bible and stuff, it talks about God sending animals to go do things.
1: Well, especially, specifically in the case of Jonah, you have something that was meant to keep him safe, uh, to keep Jonah safe. But specifically to help him get back to where he was supposed to go. Um, and I think there's a really good parallel there between you know just that specific thing. not that this kid is Jonah or like a prophet or something like that, but it you know animals being commissioned to do those kind of things I it
3: does beg you didn't the, think about that, did you?
1: No, I didn't. but it does beg the question, was it a bear though? Um, I can't remember if it was this specific kid's report. Um, or if it was something else that, uh, you know, another report similar to this one that had mentioned that it was uh, upright and walking, I think this was a a different report, but upright and walking on two feet, it wouldn't surprise me if something of that nature happened for this kid, but it wasn't revealed yet. You know, the details of the report haven't been confirmed. You know, the kid's only three, so he's not going to be, you know, uh, outright telling you every little detail, but... This is, to me, these kind of things are always so interesting. This kid was out in the woods for, you know, I think it was two two to three days, and he wasn't, you know, equipped with uh, winter gear. He wasn't dressed for, you know, long periods of time in the cold, and especially with how cold it was, I think it was, you know, in the 20s or, or below at that point. Um, it's It's insane, and what they said here, too, is when they found him, he was soaking wet. He was cold and tangled in thorn bushes. You know, that that to me, you know, it says the rescuers had to wade through waste deep water to get to him. You know, for two to three days, this kid was in the wild, in the woods, and he was in this sort of circumstance. And then he says he had a, a friendly bear that was that was helping to take care of him. <laughs> like, what? What
3: is this? <laughs> yeah, no. There's so many things you need to think about this, because this is a story you just can't think about on surface level. You can't just say, oh, the person, let's not even say his name or how old he was. Let's just say, oh, the person said that a bear protected him. Okay. But when you start adding detail to it, the fact that the weather was like below 20 degrees, it was freezing cold. There was people out there on search parties that have been reported to say that they could barely stand being out there because it was so cold. He was out there for how long, Jack? Uh, two days. Two days. Three years three years old. Two days. Yeah. In freezing cold air that adults couldn't handle. And what was he wearing? He was wearing shoes, a t-shirt, a light jacket. Yep. That's it. Well, yeah, because he was just
1: outside playing with... It said he was outside playing with some friends for you know a few minutes. And that was
3: it. It was just supposed to be a quick thing. I mean, it was supposed to be just a quick thing and he just vanishes. Yeah. And is protected by a bear for 2 days? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I wish there was more detail to the story to give
3: you, you know. Well, he's 3 years old. That's the well, thing. like I hope that when he gets older he remembers this.
1: Right, that's my point is, you know, hopefully some some things will come out um, you know, that he'll be able to at least maybe remember some more because, you know, how sometimes you for you, it's it's kind of like your UFO story where your account as a younger kid was trying to rationalize it more to be a, a helicopter. And as an adult, you talk to mom and she tells you that, hey, this is was this was real. This was a UFO. Well, this kid might not, you know, right now see or remember or be able to put into words what he saw or what helped him. But in the future, it could be something more And, you know, you almost hope you almost wish that at this point you could hear more because you just want to get you just want to get the gist of what
3: was going on. Well, I reached out to his mom and uh, I haven't heard back from her and I doubt I will. I mean, I imagine she's been bombarded with things, but I offered for her to come on the show and talk because I believe in one of the articles they quoted her or somebody as saying that's close to the family. That when you're thinking about what this could have been other than bear, the idea of Bigfoot is is starting to rise the list of yeah, possibilities. Yeah, I can imagine. So, I mean, I, I just I, I do find this story interesting, and a lot of people have been talking about. It. A lot of people have been sending it to me. So, I, w- I figured figured we'd dress it today, since we're you know kind of chatting here for the first hour of the show. Yeah. Uh, but I, I I do think that there's more to this story than what we know right now. Uh, the even the idea that at the towards the end of this story, if that's what you want to call it, uh, there was a tipster that called in and said that they heard a kid crying and. That's how they knew to go look in that area. Well, who is this tipster? Yeah, you know if they're wait- yeah. if they're waiting through water to get to him, and he's tangled in thorn bushes. Who is this tipster that was so close to hear the kid cry, yet wasn't able to locate the kid? Was it an anonymous tipster? Wow. What, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what, was yeah. there some kind of abduction abduction going on here where some weirdo dressed in bear clothing or something? <laughs> I don't know.
1: You know what I mean though? Like, uh, yeah, there are there are crazier things, I guess, but. Um... As far as what the report said, there was no abduction, you know or no evidence of an abduction right
3: and and they're they're pretty firm on that, and that's yes. why I, you know I, I throw that out there, but you know they're they're pretty firm on the fact that there was no abduction so if if there was a bear, I mean, you're talking about uh this being a bear in the middle of hibernation season that wakes up starving and instead of eating the kid. Cuddles the kid and keeps right. him warm for two days. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, honestly, that's a miracle in itself, right? That, Definitely. That, that really is a miracle in itself. So, so say it was a bear. Maybe it was a miracle and God sent that bear to protect that boy until the time came that he could be rescued.
1: That could be. I mean, you, you really don't know. I, it's, just, it's just no matter how you, how you slice it, it's one of those stories that we just don't have enough to go on right now to get a full account of what we, you know, of what it could have been. Uh, he doesn't, he may not know what, a what anything else besides a furry, you know, creature would look like that would be a bear. That's what he's going on. He's thinking this is a bear. So he's saying it's a bear, but we just don't know enough yet. And I hope, you know, at some point more comes out if she does get in touch with you, that'd be great. His mother, but, uh, it seems like, you know, it, it, there could be a lot more to this.
3: Yeah, and I'm just, I'm really glad that he was rescued, he was found, because... Oh, definitely. I'll tell you, when Lindsay was reading the article about this, she was crying, because all she could picture is my son, yeah. out there, lost, and crying for mommy, you know? And when you have a kid, it, it kind of puts you in a different state of mind, so, yeah. uh, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, I, I find it a very fascinating story, and uh, I'm just glad that Casey is safe, and the definitely. the idea of... Him being protected by a bear—it's a miracle. If it was a bear, I think it was a miracle. Uh, if it was Bigfoot, then I also think that's a miracle in itself. Uh, <laughs> and you know, to be determined, right? So I mean, yeah. there's there's a lot of things that go into that. We may never know. I'd, I'd really hope that one day somebody can follow up with Casey. On more information as he gets a little older, not like when he's uh, an adult, but you know, maybe eight, nine, ten years old and stuff. When he's a little older, can describe things better and articulate things more than a three-year-old. Maybe we could tap his memory and you know see what what he remembers. So yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I found it very interesting. So um, before we get out of here, I just want to I say before we get out of here, before we get onto the interview, <laughs> I should say yeah. we we do have an interview today. Sorry, <laughs> sorry this took so long, but uh. I wanted to let people know that I'm going to be doing something a little different for the month of February. Uh, so the month, of, so in January uh, this year, 2019, uh, we had a really good month for the show. Uh, we came just under 500,000 downloads for a month, and it was, you know, a very solid month for us. And uh, I want to kind of push the envelope here for February. Uh, I am actually not working the entire month of February. And so I'll be working on the show a lot uh, since I laid off from driving truck for the month. And so <laughs> it is what it is, right? So um, with that, I'm planning on really working hard on the show, but I want to invite people that are listening to the show to help participate in these efforts. And so my goal for February, it's a very aggressive goal. I've never made a goal like this before in the history of the show, but last month we had almost 500,000 downloads, and for the month of February I'm trying to get up to 750,000 downloads. Okay? So that's 250,000 dollars, yeah. Uh my 250,000 dollars I, <had> $250, <laughs> okay. I, yeah, I would exactly. be driving a truck, right? So uh <laughs> no, but uh, 250,000 downloads more than last month. And if people help me get there by sharing the show, that's the biggest way you can help the show. Yep. The, the by hands down the biggest way is to share this show. So you just take the link to the show, whatever podcaster, podcatcher you're listening to the show on, you share the link on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Pinterest. I don't care where you share it. Share it through email, email newsletters, (laughs) post it on a bulletin board at work. I don't care where you send it. Memos at work. If you're a supervisor, send it out to the entire company. I don't care. But share the show because that helps with people uh, listening to the show, gaining more exposure and falling in love with it like people listening right now. And so yep. if we can get to seven hundred and fifty thousand downloads for the month of February with everybody's help, I will put out an extra episode in the month of March. So Woo! yeah, so instead of having four episodes in the month of March every Tuesday, I will put out every Tuesday a show and one of those weeks I will put out a bonus episode for everybody to enjoy to say thank you for helping to get to seven hundred and fifty thousand downloads for the month of February. Uh so what do you think about that, Jack? You think it's a good idea?
1: Oh definitely. I mean, you know, it's our it's one of those cool things. You get a little extra bonus content and, you know, it's kind of, you know, showing your appreciation for what they've done to help, you know. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I I, 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 like without the listeners, obviously, the show would be nothing. Absolutely. And they built the show as much as I have built the show. You know, I'm here turning the knobs and talking and everything like that. But if uh, people weren't listening, I wouldn't be doing a show. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I really appreciate everybody, you know, listening to the show and contributing that way. Uh, and let's just do this together for the month of February. If you're listening to the show. Uh, the first week, second week, third week, fourth week, however many weeks we have in February of shows. I think it's four shows we're putting out in February. Uh, every show, just share it around every venue you possibly can on social media. Like I said, I don't care where it is. You could write it on the back of your car. I don't care. <laughs> you know, get get creative <laughs> yeah. with it. If you yeah. get creative with it and stuff, you know, send me screenshots of where you're sending it. Uh, you know, just uh, tweet it at Confessionals on Twitter. And uh, I would I'll retweet anything you guys send me as far as you sharing the show so whether you're tweeting the show if you put it on Facebook take a screenshot and tweet it to us at T confessionals on Twitter uh, and I don't care wherever you send it, if you if you make a banner and hang it on the highway cool oh wow send me a yeah. picture on Twitter you know so we'll retweet everything but uh, yeah send me let me know you guys are doing and stuff and let's do this together if we can get to 750,000 downloads for the month of February, in March I will put out an extra episode for everybody to enjoy so uh yeah with that said we're gonna bring on Javier Jack before we get to Javier you got anything else you want to say uh yeah let's get cracking absolutely so Javier man how you
2: doing I'm doing good Tony man
3: So uh, you're in uh, Las Vegas, and uh, I I don't think these experiences happened in Las Vegas, or maybe they did. I'm not sure. But I know you've had uh, two different instances where you've had uh, some paranormal activity going on. Uh, One was at a place that you worked at. It was some kind of uh, development uh, disability place. And
2: if you could just kind of go into it with us and share with us what you experienced, man. <clears throat> yeah yeah uh, yeah it didn't happen in Las Vegas it happened in uh New Mexico. Um actually the city was uh, it's called uh, Las Cruces which is southern New Mexico which is nearby El Paso, Texas which is about I don't know 35 minutes away. Um but uh yeah um but before I go on to the story I just want to let you know that I've been experiencing a lot of uh, paranormal stuff since you know I was 16 or 17. Um I was probably about I don't know, nineteen or twenty, when this happened, and this was like in '97. Um, but the reason why I'm, I'm telling you the story is because it's one of the most terrifying experiences that I've ever had in my entire life uh, concerning paranormal. Um, but um, yeah, I was working at this uh, uh, place where it's uh, I was taking care of people with developmental disabilities, and uh, my job was to stay over at their place. So they had their own homes. So. Um, I was assigned to this one particular house, and um, I had three clients and so um, i was I had another job I was working a job going to school full time and um, and this particular job I started about eight p m so i had um, I would stay over from eight p m to six a m so um, my job was just to make sure they take their medication, they go to sleep. And then wake them up for uh, going to work in the morning. Um, one particular guy got up like around 4 a.m. So that was my job there. <clears throat> so I would stay there pretty much every day. And, um, you know, we would leave each other notes. And when I say we, um, my coworkers. So we would have coworkers that would work in the morning with them in the afternoon, and then I would take over in the evening. And so we would leave notes to each other, you know, what happened that day or what have you. And um, it was pretty interesting because we would leave notes. And this one particular guy was always getting upset because the lights were always on. And that was one of the things uh, that we had to do is make sure that we turn off all the lights at night just to conserve, you know, the electricity and stuff like that. And so, okay, so I would come into, you know, the house and once I put him to sleep, I would turn off the lights. But every morning I would wake up, and the lights would be on. It wasn't a big deal to me at the time because I'm thinking we we called them clients. our clients was waking up, turning on the lights, so stuff like that, you know no big deal. and then you know we would get uh, I would get other notes from the uh, coworkers saying, "Hey, whoever's moving this plant, don't move it, keep it in the kitchen, and because we're trying to get sunlight because the house was really dark. And, um, sure enough, I would wake up in the morning and, um, the plant from the kitchen would be moved somewhere else, either the living room or the dining room. And so again, I was thinking it's the clients, you know, they're the ones who are waking up in the middle of the night and I'm not noticing they're either moving the plants or turning on, you know, the lights. And this went on forever. I mean, I was there working uh, in this particular house for about. I don't know. I would say about four months and it would happen randomly. It wouldn't happen every day. It would just happen randomly. You know, lights would be on, plants would be moving, uh, stuff like that. <clears throat> so anyways, um, I couldn't tell you if it was like the third month or the fourth. Yeah, it was about the fourth month that I was there. Um, something just weird happened where I just woke up terrified. I don't, I don't know how to explain it. It was just a, uh, just a weird feeling, I just woke up it was probably like about I don't know one am and um because i I was able to sleep in the place, you know, so I would put them to sleep and I would just sleep in the couch but um I woke up just very very terrified I mean, I was so scared to the point where I thought I was gonna die, and I don't know why I just it was just one of those weird feelings, and um I was so scared <laughs> that i I had a bike because I would ride my bike to the, to their place um and I left. I was just terrified. I don't know what it was. I felt like there was somebody looking at me or staring at me and just wanted to kill me. That's the that's the thought that I had when it happened. And um, so I, I took off and uh, you know and I wasn't supposed to do that. I could have even been fired you know for doing that if they were ever to find that. And I took off and I don't know why. I just started riding my bike home. I was so scared to be there. And the weirdest thing, as I was riding my bike. I can see or or hear a crow behind me. And I knew it was a crow. And it was just following me. And so, I would stop my bike. The crow would land. And it, it was probably about, I don't know, 30, 40 feet away from me. And it would just sit there. And I would start to ride my bike again. And it would start to fly again. So, that freaked me out. And I kept on riding my bike. And I was going home until I finally passed this one particular street. And all that fear just went away. And I stopped my bike. And in my mind, I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you can't be leaving your clients alone. You know, that you're going to lose your job kind of thing. And so, sure enough, the crow is just sitting there and I'm just staring at it and it just flies away. And so, all that fear just kind of went away. And um, I just rode my bike back to, you know, the client's house. And uh, um, I... Couldn't sleep that whole night, so that was one incident, and I don't know to this day why I had that fear. So, probably about a few weeks later, um, you know, I'm sleeping in the couch. Um, the clients are asleep, and um, I-, I was getting really paranoid uh, at the time because I had to wake up in the morning to wake uh, to wake up one of the clients to go to work around four a.m. And so, I would have to, you know, make sure that I, I wake up and knock on his door and make sure that he's starts to get ready because another uh, coworker would come over and pick him up around 5. AM. So that morning I, uh, I woke up paranoid, you know, because I thought, Oh my God, I just missed, you know, it's, it's like 5. AM or something like that he's going to be late to work or whatever. And uh, now the place is really dark. And I had the alarm clock on top of uh, the TV set. It was an old TV. And it was one of those alarm clocks with red, you know, with the red numbers. And um, I couldn't really see the time because I just had woken up. My eyes are still kind of blurry. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, it's two o'clock in the morning. I thought for sure. Okay. I was like totally, you know, happy that I didn't miss his, you know, his alarm at 4 a.m. But as I was looking at the alarm clock on top of the TV, I could see a figure to the right of the TV. It's like in a hallway, basically, it was like a hallway. And I couldn't tell what it was. It, it it looked like a person. It was tiny and one of my clients was tiny, so I really thought it was him, you know. I called out his name. I forgot what his name was. And you know, I got no response. Now, keep in mind this house is super super dark, so it's like you can't really see much. So I'm sitting there um trying to have my you know get my eyes adjusted. And I saw the most scariest thing in the entire world. It was uh, a monk. It was a tiny monk. It was, if I had to give it a description, it was a midget. And he had uh, pretty much a, uh, like a cape on and uh, just like a monk, you know, hood. And I couldn't see his face. The only thing I can see was his hands. And they were in a praying position, and he was bobbing up and down. I mean, I was terrified. I ran to the door <laughs> to the you know in front of the, in the living room to try to get out. I was so scared I couldn't even open the door i mean i i couldn't even i it was just really difficult to even like you know unlock the door i mean it took in my mind it took like a minute, but it, i know it wasn't a minute it was probably like seconds but <clears throat> At that point, when I was fidgeting with the door, I looked to my right to see if that thing was still there. And sure enough, it's still there, just bobbing up and down with his hands in a praying position. And I got more terrified because at that point, my mind started processing what was going on because initially I had seen him from one position or in a different angle. And then now that I'm at the door, I can actually see his side profile. So now my brain is processing, okay, this is real. And this is a real guy. This is a real thing. I'm like, oh my God, I got to get out of here. And so I finally unlocked the door, finally opened the door. Um, Once I opened the door, I looked back. The thing disappeared, reappeared, disappeared, reappeared disappeared and it was just really quick it was just i thought i was dreaming opened the door ran outside and i was just breathing really hard and just like i can't believe what i just saw it was just one of those things where it's like i I just can't believe what i just saw so i was just out there you know for a good 15 minutes you know trying to process you know what happened and i'm terrified i don't want to go back inside the house i'm just this is this is insane and, um, I finally got the courage to go back inside. But so what I ended up doing, when I went inside, I left the front door open, wide open. And uh, the weird thing, um, uh, there was a, a full moon that night. And so I, I was able to see light come in from the door. So I walked in, he wasn't there. And I say it's a he, I don't know why, but I'm, I'm assuming that it was a he. Um, and, I didn't go in fully into the, to the living room. I, I was just standing there, just kind of looking around to, and make sure there's nothing going on. I mean, I was really terrified. And so, okay, I kind of just justified everything. So, okay, maybe I'm just, it was a dream. It was, I don't know what's going on. So I said, okay, I'm going to go ahead and turn on the TV. I'm just, anything to distract me. So I went, now keep in mind, I was watching TV prior to then I went to sleep and I turned off the TV. So, anyways, I went to the TV turned it on and it wasn't working. It was just snow, white snow. And you know, the first thing that comes to your mind is poltergeist, right? And you're like, Oh my God, what the hell? So yeah, I'm changing the channels and the TV is not working. There's no channels, any channel that I would change to just white snow. Now don't ask me why I left the TV on only because it was providing me light. So I was like, okay, whatever. Went back to the couch. I, I, I sat down on the couch. Now, I wasn't about to go to sleep. And um I called my mom. Uh, I don't know why that was the first thing that went through my mind. I'm like, I'm just going to call mom. You know, I called my mom. I told her what happened. And, uh, you know, she's half asleep. It's two o'clock in the morning. And um she was just justifying everything, too. She was just saying, you know, you have two jobs, you're going to school full time. You're just, you know, probably just tired and, <laughs> you know, hallucinating or, you know, dreaming this stuff. So, you know, she did comfort me. So, I remember just sitting there, you know, the TV still has the snow going on and I'm like, man, and the t- the door's open You know, I didn't know what to do. So, I hung up with her and I'm just sitting there. And I, 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 honestly, I was pretty stunned. I I, I guess that's the only way I can explain why I was just sitting there. But um, I'm just staring at the TV. And all of a sudden, that monk, where he was standing at, he reappears. I just was staring at him and all of a sudden he just runs i'm talking about full speed running down the hall and i just left i just ran i mean i i think i even screamed to be honest with you um went into my car i already had i was prepared actually i forgot to tell you that i already had my keys just in case something like that was going to happen again i don't know why i had the feeling that you know they might happen again and i jumped into my car turned on my car I didn't even want to look at the rear view mirror because I was so scared that if I looked in the rear mirror, he was going to be in the back seat. So I didn't even do that. I was just like, okay, I'm just going to, I used my side mirrors to, you know, pull out in reverse. And I took off and, um, went to a Burger King, uh, I, I, I just needed to be somewhere and, um, and Just kind of just was just terrified for the rest of the night until like four o'clock came back, came around and I came back to, you know, wake up my client and (laughs) I left the door open, which I kind of felt bad about that. I'm like, oh my God, there's somebody just, you know, could have walked in or whatever. But um, that's how scared I was. I mean, I just bolted, bolted out and um, yeah, I just woke up my client and uh, that was that. So I, I went home, and um, I waited till seven o'clock because that's what when uh, the uh, the business with the developmental disability um, would open. And so I called my boss, and I had told her, "I go look. I know you're going to think that I'm crazy, but this is what happened." And I explained everything like the way I'm explaining it to you, and she she's just quiet. She didn't say much. And she's like, okay, well, I think we need to have an emergency meeting today at noon. And um, what she ended up telling me was, she goes, do you remember this um, co-worker that quit while you were working there? Because when the first month that I was there, a coworker had quit. And uh, she said, he experienced something similar to you. So I really totally believe you, you know of what just happened and so anyways we had the emergency meeting we met in front of that house uh it was all of us it was all three of us i guess uh three guys and um you know we're out there and we're discussing and i told them what happened and you know one guy was saying well that explains the lights that explains the plants. that explains this and you know whatever and so here's the weird weird thing so the manager the the manager gets shows up and uh we walk into the house and where the monk appeared initially was at the corner of the the hallway. There was a hole on the ground in the ground. What the weirdest part is, I guess it's an older house and it it was a concrete slab, uh, I guess the hallway. So the tiles were gone and somebody made a hole in, in, and through the cement, which I thought was kind of weird because that takes a lot of effort. That doesn't just—you don't just grab a shovel and you know make a hole or anything like that. So obviously, you need some kind of power tool or whatever. I don't know. Really weird. You know, we—the first thing that my manager did, did was call the police because at that point she thought that somebody had broken in and you know did something. Not only that, where the monk was running down the hallway on top, um. All the, it wasn't tile. It was uh, almost like a uh, wooden slats were all on the floor. The plant that kept on moving broken, you know, it's somebody, it's almost like they just tossed the the plant vase down to the floor and just exploded. And so I thought that was really unusual, totally unusual. And, um, you know, I had told my father about that and there's a, um, I guess a Mexican myth that if you see a ghost, you know, there's treasure or something like that, where wherever you see the ghost, there's always going to be treasure. And so a lot of people in Mexico, when they see a supposedly see a ghost, they go over there and dig and they'll find treasure. So I I just thought that was kind of unusual. And I thought that was kind of, you know, coincidental that, you know, there's a hole where he was at. So, but that was the story, man. I'm never since then, you know, I, I told my boss, I didn't want to work there anymore. So she's like, can you hang out for, Two weeks while we get somebody, you know, to replace you. And uh, for those two weeks, I, <laughs> I had to have a friend stay with me. So, it, it was either two people to stay with me or whatever. I couldn't do it. I could not go back to that place alone. There was no way I was going to do that. So, yeah. So, that was the most terrifying thing that's ever happened to me in my entire life.
3: Yeah. I mean, I would be terrified too. And uh, what do you think the significance of the crow is? Do you think it's just something that you uh, were nervous about and you noticed? Or do you think that there's some kind of, uh, I don't know, symbol there or or something like that?
2: I don't know. I really don't know. It, It just, you know, it stuck out with me a lot because I'm like, what the hell is that bird behind me just following me? Maybe I noticed it because I was so scared. And I think anything that I would have noticed. I would have kind of attributed it to the whole ghost story uh, or whatever. I don't know. Um, You know, but I, the the thing that sticks out is that I was terrified and I had no reason why. I just woke up and I knew that if I didn't leave, I was going to die. That's the, that's the feeling that I got. And so that's what's more confusing to me than the crow, to be honest with you. Like, why did I wake up? with that fear, that terror. It was, just, it was just a horrible feeling. It's almost like somebody got into my mind and said, hey, you need to leave now. If not, you're going to die. And so I did it. You know, I was like, I'm getting out of here kind of thing. As far as the crow, I don't know. And I didn't notice the crow until till midway of my ride. It didn't happen immediately. It was just, I was riding down the thing and I heard him. And I, as I was riding my bike, I looked back didn't see him initially. And then I see something swoop by and I'm like, what the hell is that? At first I thought it was a bat and I'm thinking scary stuff. (laughs) And, uh, and, uh, no, it ended up being a crow and it just landed. I was just bike, you know, I was just riding my bike and then it would fly again, land, fly again. It was just weird until I passed this one street that fear went away and then that crow didn't fly any longer you know, he didn't fly anymore. And so I stood there for a while, took off, he took off and I decided just to go back home to, to the client's house. So you did quit there after that then,
3: huh? That, that was the end of it.
2: Oh yeah. That was the end of it. Um, I would have quit the following day, but she begged me, just stay there for two more weeks. And I told her, I said, okay, if I do this, Most likely I'm going to have somebody with me. Are you okay with that? You know, it's, and uh, company procedures doesn't allow for that. You know, like they, they, you know, they have to be hired or whatever, but she said, okay. So I either had my sister would stay with me, my friends stay with me. Yeah, I wasn't going to do it. I was not going to go by myself. And it was so funny because I had told the story to my friends and they were terrified being in there. You know, they, we didn't sleep. We didn't sleep. I mean, I probably slept like an hour or two, but I would wake up like just, genuinely scared to death. You know, I didn't want to be there. So but it helped having somebody there. What the people
3: that you were that was staying with you, your sister or your friend, what did they say about it? I mean, did they believe you? Did they think that you were off your
2: rocker? Or were they nervous being there with you? My sister and my friends do believe me because like I mentioned earlier, I've had experiences with paranormal before and they understood that. You know, they already had they already know my past and like what I've experienced. So they took me serious. And so um Yeah, no, they were scared to death. I mean, uh, so imagine them being very, you know, very scared. And I already experienced that. You know, it's like it was just. It was just a ter- terrifying situation just to be there for those two weeks. I mean, it was just horrible. It was just horrible. I mean, thank God we kind of like, you know, brought board games and stuff like that to kind of like pass the time and stuff like that. But, you know, we were trying to change the subject. But any little noise would like set off my friend like, oh, wait, what what was that? You know, that kind of thing. But um, no, it was a terrifying. Even those two weeks were were pretty scary. But I mean, obviously, that one moment was the most terrifying thing you know, I've ever experienced.
3: Yeah, I, I had an experience where I, w- I was doing delivery to an old folks home, a place where you know elderly people stay. I I do this delivery, and the door the door was locked when I go to do the delivery, and so I couldn't go into the building. And so you know, if you can't go into the building, you can't do the delivery. So I get back in the truck, and I'm getting ready to pull out, and I look in my mirror, and the window or the doors to the basement were wide open. Like both doors were just wide open. So I'm like, oh, somebody heard me knocking on the door and stuff and they're letting me in. So I walk around inside and stuff in these catacombs in this basement and I'm looking to see, you know, who opened the door. And uh, I... I'm looking around, nobody's there. And I hear this like faint music playing and I can't identify where the music's coming from. It's just a creepy situation. And so I go up in this elevator to the lobby and there's older people up there and there's a woman working the counter who actually worked there or lived there. And I I asked her, I said, you know, uh, I have a delivery for you guys. Do you know who can sign for this? Assuming she'd say, oh yeah, Harry, who is our maintenance guy can sign for it. I'm thinking that's who probably opened the door. And she's like, oh, well, nobody's here except for me right now. Uh, I can sign for it. I'm like, okay, you can sign for it. Go ahead, sign for it. And so she signs for it, and I'm in the elevator going back down to the basement. It kind of hits me. I'm like, wait a second. If nobody's here, who opened the doors, you know? And so right. I, I was kind of <laughs> creeped out, and then I get out of the elevator in the basement. And like I said, it's dark, it's creepy down there. You hear this faint music playing, and uh, I, I walk through the the catacombs again, just one more time just to see if I can find somebody there's nobody down there, and so i, I I'm getting creeped out like I, the hair in the back of your neck standing up, and I, I walk out the double doors and I put I grab one of their carts and I put all these chemicals on the carts, and I just kind of stand outside the doorway and I just kind of push the cart into the building <laughs> and I close the doors and uh, I got back in my truck and I drove away. Well, I had a delivery there you know months later and stuff, and it was earlier in the day, and the maintenance guys were there, they received it, and I told them the story. I just just told you and i and they said they, they they're laughing and they're like yeah this place is haunted and this kind of that kind of stuff happens all the time the elevator goes up and down by itself and all that stuff and i was like holy crap like it, <laughs> it melted me i was just like this place is freaking haunted and uh i had a feeling it was but it was just confirmed so i i just say that story because you know it's similar environments and stuff but uh was the building that you were working in was it like a uh a, a very old building that would have, you know, that kind of history to it, where it obviously could be haunted kind of
2: thing, like the one I was in? Uh, no, I don't think so. But, um, I would have to say the building was probably built in like the fifties or forties. It was, uh, built with, um, it's almost cinder block, uh, type, uh, material. I, I, it's not exactly cinder block. It was actually, uh, it was just like a thick, big brick, uh, type material. Uh, so, that's what made the house really dark. Um, the middle of the part where, where I would stay in, which was the living room, uh, was in the center of the house. And then everything around the center of the house, uh, so all the rooms were surrounding that. So, to the right of the living room, you had two rooms. To the left of the living room, you had another two rooms. Actually, to the right of the living room, was just one big master bedroom. And then behind the living room uh, was the the kitchen. And that… so anything that had a room had windows, but they had doors. So the middle of the house was just pitch black, dark. I mean, it was just dark. So, uh, it was pretty scary. Um, but touching on that though, um, uh, I would have to say about, uh, four or five years, or maybe even six years later. Uh, my sister was attending, um, uh, uh, the university that's there in Las Cruces. And, um, she was taking an archeology span class, uh, for whatever reason. Um, and, um, she calls me one day and she's like, you are not going to believe. She's like, I need to talk to you. So, um, in person. And so (laughs) she, she comes to me and she's like, you're not going to believe what I found out in archeology, uh, got class. She goes, we were doing, um, um, something to do with the city of Las Cruces. And we were looking at old plans going way back to like 1800s or 16, the 1700s. And it shows what existed in that, um, in that city of Las Cruces. And she's like, and they overlay streets. They had a a way to overlay streets on top of old maps to see what, you know, what things existed in specific streets and blah, 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 blah. Well, in that area, that particular area where that house is located, there used to be a monastery. This is what she, my sister's telling me, and she digged in even further, and apparently there was a monk that was hung in that area, and that blew me away. Now, wow! Could it be the same? Could it be the same monk? I don't know. You know, was he a midget? I don't know. This guy, I'm, I'm telling you, like what I saw, he was a midget for sure. I mean, it, I mean, he was just tiny. Um, it was almost. It was. If I had to describe him, you know, this is in the dark. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm. I like Star Wars, but I don't know what the little, little uh, guys that have those hoods in the first Star Wars. Uh, they would. They were. They were collecting the droids in the beginning. So if I had to describe how high and then somewhat similar looking, that's what I saw. Um, but it was. It was just it was definitely a monk, uh, because, uh, well, at least I think so because, you know, he was, pr- he had his hands in the praying position initially. So, but, um, no, that story blew me away. And my sister's story just blew me away because I mean, there's some kind of correlation there, you know? So I was like, wow. So, but I mean, again, that's just, you know, we're just speculating that that's what it was. So, but.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's definitely interesting, man. That's a very interesting story. Uh, I know you had an experience at your parents' house too. You want to go into that one? Yeah, this is
2: interesting. So, uh, I was staying at my parents' house for like a whole year. And now keep in mind, um, this house was brand spanking new. They built it themselves. There was nothing existing in that area uh, before. So, it's not like, you know, they're going into an old house and could probably have paranormal you know, situations or even having somebody die in that house, whatever. No, that did not exist in this house because it was brand new. As a matter of fact, um, where the area that they were living in, it was just all, you know, sandy dunes and they kind of just cleared that away. It's a desert where we, where, where they live. And so, you know, brand new house. So I'm like, they didn't think anything of it. I mean, I'm sure there's not going to be any paranormal situations, but one day <clears throat> I was at the house and I was watching TV and uh, I love paranormal stuff. And the reason why I, I, I like watching this stuff is because of my experiences. I guess it's it just makes me... I don't know. I I feel like I want to know more about it. You know, the more educated I am about certain situations, the more I, I know, you know, when things happen to me. And it and it just comforts me that I'm not the only one that's going through all this stuff. So anyways, I was watching uh this show that I really like. Uh it's called The Dead Files. Have you heard of this? Uh it sounds familiar, but I'm pretty sure I haven't watched it. So, okay, so The Dead Files, um it's basically a show where they kind of research you know uh, paranormal homes oh uh, yeah that's right places. yeah i definitely see that yep and, and it's are... yep. yeah and it's with two two uh, people the it's a girl her name's amy allen and uh the there's a detective from nypd a retired detective his name is steve de I think. And, um, so how it works is the paranormal researcher or the medium, she's like a physical medium. So she actually sees dead people or whatever, uh, will go into a house, you know, and, you know, try to pick up on, you know, dead people or ghosts and stuff like that. And then the, the, uh, retired NYPD afterwards goes in there and kind of looks into the history of the house and to find out if there was anybody that was dead, if it's et cetera, et cetera. and I can't tell you what episode this was. I was trying to do some research and I couldn't find it. But uh, this particular show was uh, about a man who was having problems and he had a lot of um, ghosts. Well, will come to find out uh, the, uh, the medium says it's demons, not ghosts. And um, she finds out later on uh, by asking him questions. You know that he's actually reading these passages through this witchcraft book or like a some kind of occult book, and that's what's causing you know the uh, ghost to appear at his house. And um, that episode, he's actually reading passages on the TV, you know, so like, you know, they're recording it and he's, he's saying all these passages and he's reading off the, you know, whatever's on the book. And I don't think anything of it, right. I'm just watching this, you know, show thinking, oh, this is a cool episode, blah, 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 blah. And so that was that. So that evening I, you know, went out for a couple of drinks with my friends, blah, 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 came back to my parents' house, walked in. And the first thing that caught my attention was at the end of the living room area, I saw a Dark figure and like what is that? Because it was again the lights were off in their house, and I'm like, at first I thought it was a person. And then I'm like, hello? I'm like, okay. And I'm staring at it, and just staring at it, I'm like, okay, what is that? I, okay, so I walked towards it and it disappears. I'm like, okay, it's my eyes playing tricks on me. That's the first thing that went through my mind. I'm like, okay, this is weird. So <clears throat> I went to my bedroom at the time and um, it's a hallway and um, got ready for bed, you know, decided that I need to uh, grab some water and go to the restroom or whatever. But as soon as I walked up my bedroom, I could see that thing again in the same place. I'm like, what the hell is that? And I initially I'm, I'm thinking, okay, well, it's something it's, a, it's the lights are playing tricks on me or something like that. The way the house is set up first day, I really didn't think anything about it. I was just like, whatever, you know, grabbed my water, went to bed. So then the following day, I can come back home at, in the evening again. And I see that thing again. And I'm like, what is that? And it's kind of moving, kind of. It's not static. It's not like just standing there. Um, it's kind of moving. And then this time now I'm paying attention to it. Like, what the hell is that? And um, the only way I can explain it is that it looks like a tall man with a big top hat and I was like no way I'm like what now at this point um I, I I'm less scared than than I was with the whole issue with the with the uh, monk and only because I've experienced so many things be- between the monk situation and this black thing that I'm looking at so I'm, I'm less scared now when when I encounter certain things so I approached it I'm like okay let me go straight at it and so I Go straight at it, and it just dissolves in midair, and like it just, just, just goes away. It, it was almost as if like my eyes were playing trick at, tricks on me. It's like when I'm far away, I can see the thing, but when I come close to it, it's just gone. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just seeing things. I'm like, okay. So I would go to my room, then. At this point, I'm kind of like scared of it because I don't, I don't like having things behind me. So I would just kind of like turn around, kind of, kind of walk sideways, just looking at it. And sure enough, as soon as I go a, a specific distance and I've had to give you a distance, it was probably about seven to 10 feet before I start seeing that thing again. So anything, anything before that. So if I go near it and I get to like seven feet or six feet or whatever, it just kind of disappears. It's just the weirdest thing. So this was happening every day. I mean, I got used to this thing. I was like, but I was scared of it. I ain't going to lie. Like I wasn't uh, like totally like okay with it. And it's just, all right. So I just kind of got used to it. And I would just get really scared when I would walk away from it. Because I the f- one thing that, that um, went through my mind was, oh, he's going to touch you. Or, oh, you know, it's just one of those weirdest things. Like he's right behind you kind of thing. But no, he would always stay in that area just that that specific place it's just the weirdest thing you know every time i would go to the restroom there he is it's almost like <laughs> i'm being funny but like, it's almost like i made a friend i'm like oh that's bob or whatever you know yeah blah 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 so i didn't i didn't think much of it until i'll probably I, it was it was probably like a month later maybe even two months later where i was in my room and i'm laying down in bed i'm staring at the ceiling and I see, see an object moving in my ceiling. And it's just a shadow figure. It looked like a serpent. It was just going. It was kind of doing like a figure eight all over the the ceiling. And I'm just staring at it. Not afraid. I wasn't afraid. I was just like, what is that? I mean, is it? at that point, I'm like, dude, I need to go to the doctor now because I think my eyes are just messing with me. I'm like... I, when I see certain things like that, I sometimes I'm in denial. I don't want to believe that it's a ghost. I don't want to believe that it's paranormal or whatever. I'm just like, okay, it's something else. You know, is it the light? Is it blah blah blah? No. And well, you know, I was pretty scared. I actually just put the covers over my head, a grown ass man, you know, with you know, putting the covers over in and I fell asleep. And sure enough, the next day, same thing, the serpent just What is that? You know, I would turn on the lights, it would disappear. You know, um, but if I, you know, I mean, you turn off the lights, it's, it'll be, it's right back at the same place. And then I'm, at this point, I'm kind of getting scared and worried. I'm like, because one, I was confused. I didn't know if it was my eyes or if it's just it's something paranormal. So I'm like, this is weird. So again, I kind of dismissed it. I was like, okay, forget it. You know, so any, anytime that I would go to bed and go uh, fall asleep, I would just, fall asleep sideways and not even bother looking in the ceiling because I knew if I looked in the ceiling, that thing is going to be up there. And so I kind of dismissed it. Another month passes by blah, blah, blah. And this time I'm asleep. This is like a random day. I couldn't tell you like how long it took after the the fact that I'm looking at this serpent in the ceiling, but I hear a little girl, like a little kid, um, laugh and it wakes me up and I'm like, what the F? f? I'm like, okay, I'm looking around. I'm like, okay, there's no, no, nobody here. Okay. I dreamt that. I know. Okay. I had to have dreamt that. There's no way, no way. I'm like, okay, whatever. Maybe a few days later I would pass by. Now keep in mind that big shadow man is still there in the hallway. I would see him every day. This thing would not go away. Um, and um, I went to bed and again, I heard the little kid just laughing at me and just saying, I think at one point it even said like, Hey, you know, whatever No, but it was, it was definitely laughing and woke up very terrified. Like, okay, this is, this is not just a dream. This is, I I know I heard that. I know I heard that, you know, I get really frustrated, you know, in situations like that because it's, um. You know, you don't want to think you're crazy or anything like that. And, and you want to kind of just like try to explain what you just, you know, experienced. But I know that was a laugh. I know that was a laugh. I'm like, okay. So a few days would pass by and, you know, the, the shadow man's still there. Um, the serpent thing, I didn't see it on daily. Um, it would just happen once in a while. Um, so there was like a week where I didn't see it and it would make me feel better. And like, okay, I don't know what that was all about kind of thing. And so. One night, uh, the most scariest thing besides the monk thing, I mean, my worst nightmare happened. Because as a kid, I would always be afraid of a a specific thing. And I'll tell you what happened. I got pulled off, not completely off the bed, but something grabbed me from my ankle and yanked me almost halfway off the bed. I flipped out, dude. I screamed until the point where my dad walks into the room and he's like, are you okay? And then I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, was, I, I just had a dream. I didn't want to tell my dad about it because he's the one that's very, very skeptical about this whole thing. I never tell my dad anything about, you know, whatever, but dude, it freaked me out so bad. Because that was my worst nightmare as a little kid. I would I would always be afraid that a monster would come out, grab my grab me from the leg, and pull me. This thing literally like dragged me halfway to the bed. I mean I I was like halfway off the bed. So I, I f- Lift, dude. I'm like, okay, now we have a problem. We have an issue. So I told my mom because she's the one that actually really believes me with all this stuff. And she's very, uh, yeah, she just, she's, she believes me and she believes in that kind of stuff. And I told my mom, I go, look, this is what happened. You know, I just got pulled, almost got pulled off the bed, blah, blah, blah. And I told her, you need to get a priest to come down to the house and do something about this. And she's like, I'm on it, so I'll, I'll 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 take care of it. I'm like, so you know, that made me feel better, and it's funny because after that, when that happened to me, I had to sleep in my bed diagonally because I didn't want to experience that again. So I just kind of felt safer. So it's sleeping diagonal on my bed, which is kind of funny because every night I'm on you know diagonal on my bed and stuff like that. But anyways, uh, I was. Honestly, after that, I was scared to go to sleep. I mean, I was scared. I was just covering my my face, like that helps, right? But um, but whatever, whatever it took. So a few days passed by and I said, Hey mom, what happened? Did did uh did you talk to your priest? She's like, Yeah, but uh he doesn't want to come down. And I'm like, Why? Because I don't know. He's like he supposedly he doesn't do that, or blah, blah, blah. And I was pretty upset. I was pretty upset because I'm like, Well, what are we gonna do? You know, it's like this is, this is, this is horrible. This is terrifying. And, um, so again, one night I, I go to bars all the time. So one night I was at the bar, came back home and there, there's that shadow figure thing. At this point, I'm already like kind of over it. I'm already like, I'm more mad and angry than scared. I'm more like frustrated because I can't believe this is happening. You know, it's just, I'm just really upset. Just really mad. Um, but at the same time, I'm scared. Because I remember this this night. So, what happened was I, I passed where the shadow man is. I go to my room, get ready, go to the restroom. Uh, but I was scared to even get out of my room. I'm, I'm staring at this shadow man. I'm like, fuck. Like, what am I going to do? So, um, I didn't want to go to the kitchen area. That's how terrified I was at this point. Because after you get, you know, touched, it's just horrible. It's a horrible feeling. Anyways, so I... Go to the kitchen area and because I wanted to get some water. I was really thirsty and I see a bottle of water uh, on the counter and I was like, great. I don't have to go inside the kitchen. I just grabbed that bottle of water, opened it up, started drinking it. And the first thing that came to my mind, I'm like, wow, this water tastes gross. My dad has a habit of um, refilling the bottles with tap water sometimes. So that's what I assumed was happening here. So I was like, "Ah, oh, damn it, dad. So, you know, but anyways, I drank it because I was so scared that I wasn't going to, you know, go into the kitchen and grab a, a, a new bottle of water or whatever. So the next evening happens. I uh, get home in the evening and the shadow man's gone gone you don't understand how happy i was like if i i had a smile from you know ear to ear dude because i was like oh my god it's gone and i couldn't believe it i actually had to go outside close the door come back in just to see if he, you know if i'm just seeing things i'm like no he's gone oh my god so i went to the hallway and i'm looking he's gone at that point i realized that i wasn't going crazy. I was not going crazy, or it wasn't my eyes, or what, whatever. Completely gone. I couldn't believe it, and I was like, "What the?" So I was happy, you know. So the next day, I'm all happy and blah blah. blah. And here's the weird thing. So my mom, she's like, "Hey, it, do you know what happened to the bottled water that was sitting, you know, on the counter?" I'm like, "Oh, I drank it." Why? And she's laughing, she's giggling. She was "Oh." You remember I told you that the priest couldn't make it. He was like, "Yeah." Well, he gave me a, a bottle filled with um freaking um what is the holy water to go ahead and start spraying the whole entire house. So I drank a t- an entire bottle that was holy water, <laughs> and then, which is weird. The next day, you know, or that evening, or whatever, the thing is gone. Okay. That being said, I've always asked myself this question about that. Then, then that situation i always wondered was it me who was putting these things out there and that's the reason why me drinking holy water worked or was it just because it was just holy water that the whole thing just kind of just disappeared so that is a question that i always asked um that being said also the whole going back to the dead files uh, i really believed that, that episode where the guy was actually uh, saying these spells or whatever he was doing with the witchcraft book uh, caused that to happen because it was just way too much of a coincidence that when, that, when I saw that episode, that's when that's, that shadow man appeared.
3: Yeah. You know, I was actually thinking the same thing when you first started talking about it. I was thinking, I wonder if this is going to be the cause of everything he's about to tell me. Because I often wonder about that stuff. I mean, when you're watching a TV show, and they do something like that, because the producers of the TV shows, they're not like, most of the time, they're not really believers in this kind of stuff they're producing a tv show for entertainment value and so they they look at this stuff as like you know okay yeah whatever it's harmless whatever but uh it's not and so i always wonder you know when they actually do that stuff on tv if it affects people when they
2: watch it i believe so so if you ever watched ghost adventures um which is based out of Las Vegas. when they run into situations like that where they're going to either try to conjure something out and they use like these um, occult books or witchcraft books, they specifically say, we're not going to air, you know, these phrases or we're not going to air the, you know, this text because we don't want the public to be affected by it. And it's funny that they're acknowledging that, you know? So I kind of do believe that that was the case in my, in my situation. And, you never know, you know, someone who's watched that episode probably going through the same experience that I am or I have. But um, I, I, told, I tro- truly believed that that's what happened. Because what's, what's the difference between audio from your TV and audio and from your voice, you know? So I think, I think it can happen. And I, th- I, I truly believe it. It has happened with me.
3: Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, what's the difference between watching a TV show where they do it and inviting somebody in your home to do it? It's still being at least vocalized into your home. And, uh, you know, who knows? Is it, does there have to be intent behind it in order for it to, you know, affect where you live and stuff? I don't know, but, uh, clearly things started happening around that home after you watched that show. And, uh, I, one of the things that I don't know how I'd handle is, if I couldn't talk to somebody. Like, like for instance, me and my dad, we talk a lot. And I know my dad believes this stuff. And I don't know how I'd handle it if I, I knew I couldn't tell my parents what was happening inside the house, you know?
2: Uh, my dad has more of a attitude of see no evil, hear no evil kind of thing. So, he'd rather just ignore it. <laughs> so, that's that's his situation. He always tries to... He, he just really doesn't believe in that kind of stuff. So he'll make up anything uh, to justify the fact of what, what you're experiencing. Um, so, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not upset at him, you know, for, for feeling that way. But at least I'm lucky that my mom does. So my mom, yeah, you know, she does believe me when I tell her certain things. That was the reason why back in 97, 98 or whatever, um, I, I called her first, you know, because I know she's going to believe me you know so that was you know the reason why i did that that time but um yeah you know the whole shadow man uh, and this is the reason why i got in contact with you because i've had like i started listening to your show and i started realizing that a lot of people are having the same experiences so when i heard you know one of your shows you were talking about the shadow man i'm like dude that happened to me i can't believe that everybody's seeing this one particular guy you know, tall dude. This guy was tall. He was. I'm six feet two. He was towering me. I wouldn't say he was eight feet, but I know he was probably like in the seven feet, you know, realm. Um, and you could tell he's wearing a hat. I, I I think when I heard that show, I don't know what episode it was. It blew me away because I'm like, dude, it's really weird that everybody's experiencing this one particular shadow man or hat man or whatever people are calling it. So I, I that that's why I was so compelled to get in contact with you.
3: Yeah, I know there's a lot of people that experience that phenomenon. I mean, my wife has. I mean, I... The first episode I ever did on it was with my wife. I, it was episode 3. Uh I had her here and we were just talking about her experiences and if I remember correctly, they all kind of started and jumped off with that hatman figure that she saw. And uh it, it's one of those things where, you know, I I've heard about it so much now that I I don't know what to make of it. Like is it one entity that's popping up all over the place or is it similar entities? I don't know, but it's definitely something that people are seeing a lot.
2: Yeah, I think it's really weird. You know, I've never experienced that particular um, guy, you know, that particular hat man. I've I've experienced some other stuff, but man, so when I heard your show, it just kind of like threw me back a little bit because I was like, whoa, okay, I'm not alone. Everybody's experiences. I need to, I need to tell my story, you know? So, but yeah, it's, I think it's, there's something to it, I think for sure.
3: Yeah, you're definitely not alone, man. In fact, you're, you're far more normal than, you know, you probably think because I think a lot of people experience this kind of stuff, uh, whether they want to talk about it or not, whether they remember it or not. And I know that people forget about this stuff too, because uh, I've had experiences that I've had throughout my life and, it, I forget about them until I'm talking to people about their experiences and all of a sudden it pops in my head I'm like, oh yeah, I actually had a similar experience. And you know, when I started the show, I was like, I, my, I, was, I was thinking about my life and I'm like, I really didn't have much happen in my life until I start talking to people and then things just start popping up in my memory. So I think sometimes people just forget that they had these experiences because if you're not talking about it and you have nobody to talk about, it just kind of fades away, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's, and they're traumatic experiences. A lot of the times, you don't want to remember those kind of things. So. No, no not
3: at all. Yeah, definitely. Well, Javier, man, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing this stuff. It's definitely been a pleasure to hear some of your experiences, brother. Yeah, you're welcome, man. Thank you for having me on. Well, that's the show, everybody. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did enjoy, it, please go ahead and share this show. And before we get out of here, I want to let you know about Allegheny Outdoor Sports and Travel Show. This is the 34th annual show. It is going to be on February 15th, 16th, and 17th. On Friday, February 15th, it starts at 12 p.m., and then Saturday and Sunday, February 16th and 17th, it starts at 10 a.m. They are going to have a Bigfoot section with Bigfoot speakers such as Amy Boo and Dave Groves. Dave Groves is going to be sharing his Bigfoot encounter that he saw up in The Allegheny National Forest. So, this is going to be in Monroeville, Pennsylvania. 209 Mall Boulevard, Monroeville, Pennsylvania. If you're within an hour radius of Monroeville, Pennsylvania, I highly suggest you check it out. Until next week, friends, stay safe, take care, and remember the truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off. Bye.
0: Yeah, if you don't like me, that's your problem. When I let it bother me, that's my problem. And I got enough problems I got enough I got the sauce You got the sauce But I care what you think about me <laughs> Cause I don't think about you at all Real ones, they don't talk about you They talk to you When they can't miss you That's when they take a shot you When they throw stones Then you know they don't rock with you Don't you ever let them know That they talk got to you Ooh, I'm about my business My Father, my family, my hitters You he never paid my bills So why pay attention? That's none hey. of My hey. business What they think about me that's none of my business. What they say about me, that's none of my That's none of my business, that's none of mine. That's none of my business, that's none of mine. We don't really care what you talking about. That's none of my business. What they say about me, that's none of my business. What they think about me, that's none of mine. That's none of my business, that's none of mine. That's none of my business, that's none of mine. Yeah, if you don't like me, that's your problem Hey, <laughs> when I let it bother me, that's my problem Hey, and I got enough problems, look, I got enough Why everybody wanna take one up? You ain't pray for me, you ain't take one up When they don't know the story, they just make one up Hey, gossip, stop it Why you wanna talk to me about it? Go tell he or she about it That's none of my business, leave me at it Instead of subtweeting about it don't FB, just be about it. You acting like an F Boy RD. If it weren't for God, I'd destroy your teeth. I got anger issues. Watch for the people that's hanging with you. Bad company be corrupting a good character. You're supposed to own a company instead, you're sitting on your dairy. You're in a pair of your boxes, playing warfare in your Xbox. You work at a pet shop, still cutting peachy terrier. And on top, what's scarier is how you been engaged for 10 years and still haven't married her. My bad, I got sidetracked. Look at me, get a hypocrite, huh? Criticize them when I got my own thing to be fixing. Listen, that's, that's none, none of my, my business. What they think about me? That's none of my what business. What they say about me? That's, that's none of my that's none of my business. That's none of my that's, that's none of my business. That's none of We don't really care what you're talking about. That's, that's none of my business. What they say about me? That's none of my business. What they think about me? That.
3: It came in directly, like a beeline, right for me and mom. It came in just about over us, and then it, it turned and went up the street. And it was it just gone. It just took off and left. What? Did you see that?
1: What? The flash. No. Both the screens and the light went... Whoosh. Like, it was a quick trip. Nothing, like, cut out or anything, but it you didn't see that?
3: No, I didn't see that. Did your screen do that i I was talking I don't know. are you sure
1: yeah I'm hundred percent sure that both these screens at the same time and that light went
3: that's that screen's not even plugged in
1: I know that's what I'm saying they both went at the same time and that light that's why it was it wasn't like a like it wasn't like a flash or anything it was just they both went
3: what you mean like they they just blanked out
1: yeah, like they went they cut out almost. Are you serious? Yes, I'm not joking. That's why I the says.
3: laptop cut out, the computer screen cut out, and the light cut out? Yeah. All at the same time. The laptop's not plugged into anything.
1: I know. That's why I'm saying to you, I saw that, and that's why I thought you would see that.
3: No, I didn't see and it. Yours
1: didn't do anything?
3: No. I I, I didn't see anything. I Did know. those lights cut out?
1: I don't know. But it just was it was like this whole row here. So I don't know. That's why I didn't know if yours went too, but and that's why I checked to see if I was on a cord, but you're right. I'm not plugged in. So that's, that wouldn't make sense. I don't know. That was just weird.
3: Wow. Okay. I don't remember what I was saying.
1: I don't either. You were at a point where it changed directions. It was like 90 degrees or something like that.
3: Yeah. Well,
2: uh, sorry.
3: Yeah. Let me uh, go back and listen, because I'm not going to keep this in.